Dang. It's time to change your mindset, time to make some income, ain't no need to second guess, learn about financial wealth, if you ready let's begin, welcome to the podcast, monetize everything, yeah yeah, take it to the next level, now it's time to get it hype, this could change your whole life, time to get your money right, with George Pitts, tune in quick fast, this is the monetize everything podcast, Woo! let's go. Greetings, men and women of excellence. Thank you all so much for joining me today for another exciting and epic episode on the Monetize Everything podcast. We have an awesome guest today, someone that I have been following on Instagram for a little bit now, and I am just floored by their content, love everything that they've been posting and what they've been doing, and I believe it's going to be a very good treat for many of you guys out there. So today we have uh, the founder of the Budget Queen blog and brand. Um, This person has uh, over 28,000 followers uh, just on Instagram alone, Um, has been in the finance world since 2008, has helped over 500 women create a budget with an average savings of $10,000. Yeah, $10,000 just over the course of just coming up with a budget and finding out where their money are. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the budget queen herself, Clarissa. Clarissa, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for for joining me today on on our uh, podcast where we discuss everything, personal finance, business, and um, income-based uh, opportunities. And so I'm so glad that you, uh, were, were open to joining us today and just blessing the people with a great, uh, with a great uh, episode today. Well, th- I, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm so glad you were able to join us and take some time out of your schedule to, uh, to, to help us today. Um, just so the audience can get a, uh, you know, a little bit about you. Can you tell us what was the motivation behind your budget queen brand? Like, like what was it that they got you to say, you know what, I think I'm going to start this, this brand. And, and I mean, it's obviously flourished, but what was the motivation behind that? Well, I started, so I've been in the finance world since 2008, but I actually started helping people with their money and their finances in about 2005. Um, friends, family members, anybody who referred people to me, I would help them create a budget or figure out how to save money or pay off debt or increase their credit score. So I was doing all of that. And uh, most recently though, I was helping a few women with their budget and they didn't have any type of budget. So they knew you know, when their check comes in and what they needed to pay and when it was due, they knew that, but they really didn't have a full picture of what money was coming in and what money was going out and, and the strategy behind how they do that so that they can incorporate savings and investments and things like that. Um, once I started helping them, there was one woman that I helped in the course of about two or three months, her credit score increased a hundred points mm. and she was able to buy a house and really get her children out of a crazy situation. And she was just so grateful and so thankful. And that really made me see this in a totally different light. So I always was, was helping people and doing that. But this really was something that really sparked it. Um, then I had another woman that I was helping. And she, she made really good money. Um, 
she and her husband made really good money over a hundred something thousand dollars a, a year, but they just didn't know how to manage it. And then once I helped them with budgeting and everything, because at first they were to a point where they weren't, wasn't even buy, wasn't even able to buy food for their kids. Sometimes they would have to ask people for money. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, it got that deep. It was crazy. So I really helped them figure out what was going on with their money and help them create a, create a budget. And now they're saving $3,000 a month. And they are so, yes. So they're so like appreciative about, you know, me helping them and, and giving them all the advice that I did. And then when that happened, so those, it was really those two scenarios most recently um, as an adult, because I've been helping people in college and everything, high school here and there. Um, but those two things happened. And I was like, I'm really like changing people's life. And, and even now just talking about it, I'm getting kind of teary eyed and everything, but it's tough being an adult, right? <laughs> like yes. we got bills to pay, things cost money, it's stressful. The number, you know, money is the number one cause for divorce. It, you know, you owe me money. We're not friends no more. Like it messes up relationships. Money is serious. And, and, yeah. and we got to put our, our big people, you know, um, panties on and, and, and get it together. So yeah. I, I really wanted to help women specifically because of how I was able to change those two women's lives and really help them with their money. And I knew that it was going to be impactful if I can get um, the exposure and really create it into a brand and get it out there to more people. So that it really stemmed from that. And then I really, to, to be honest, and a lot of people haven't heard this part of the story, but I thought about it. So one of my best friends actually, you know, heard about the stories that I told you. And I told her about the people and what they were saying. And she was like, Clarissa, like you gotta do something with this. Like you need to, you, you really got to turn this into a business. And I was like, I don't know. And da, 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 I'm really looking to do this. Cause at the time I was really looking to um, do, go into real estate and invest in rental property and things like that. And that's still my goal. I'm actually looking at a, looking for rental properties now. Um, but I was really focused on that. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And she was like, you, you have to, I said, I'm gonna think about it. And I'm gonna pray about it. And I did pray about it, pray about it for a few months. And literally God woke me up out of my sleep and told me to log onto my computer. And I did. And I went to um, this website and from, from Instagram, I searched for something on Instagram. And then I went to this website and took this course about social media marketing. And I took a course about um, helping people with their credit as well. And I enrolled in that and then it took off from there. So I literally, when I tell you I was awakened out of my sleep, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I need an answer. I need a sign. I need something like, tell me what to do. Cause I'm not going to move and let you tell me. And I woke up out of my sleep and this is what I did. And then from that day, the beginning of March is when it all, well, actually the end of February it was, is when it started. <laughs> of what year? Of this year, 2019. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So you're telling me. You gained 28,000 followers in nine months? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if y'all if y'all know what year we're in right now. We're still in 2019. It's December. <laughs> it's a very recent episode if you're, if you're listening to this and it ain't 2020 yet. She just said that she created the Budget Queen brand in the end of February 
first part of March of this year. And this sister already has 28,000 followers in nine months. That's what? That's almost 3,000 followers a month. Yep. At first, it went very slow. So it, it didn't happen overnight, really. First, it happened really slow. I set goals for myself. I said, okay, I want to at least get 50 people a month. And then it changed to about 100 people. And then now I'm even, I just recently posted something on, I was telling my best friend, because I tell her everything. We talk about everything. Uh, I recently posted um, about, how many days ago? About five days ago that I got 28,000 followers. And now I'm at 28.8. So I'm just 200 followers away from 29. Okay. So it's like I'm getting 1,000 a week. <laughs> so... It's moving very, very, very fast. <laughs> Jesus. So, you know, well, for one, if that isn't confirmation that what that, that what God woke you out of your sleep for was what you're supposed to do, I don't know what is. Because anything that he tells you to do, he's going to bless it. And he's obviously blessing it. There's some people out here that's been, you know, grinding and shining and doing things that they've been, you know, saying that they want to do for, for years on Instagram. And they hadn't even broke 10 yet. You're it. Almost thirty thousand, and we're not. You haven't even been in it for you know. And when I say in it, I mean as the brand for a full right. year yet. Yep, that's incredible, Clarissa. That is that's incredible. What? So I've got to ask a question. What was your feeling like when you know you you were saying, well, my goal is to get fifty people, then 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 a hundred. What was your feeling when you got just that first thousand? Oh my gosh, I. <laughs> It, it's still surreal to me now. And then I, I even like show my daughter, my daughter's 11 and she's not really on Facebook, but she knows, you know, she's on TikTok and all that stuff like that. And then my right. little cousins and stuff, they're like, I got, you know, I got 3000 followers or whatever. Then they look at mine. They're like, what? Like, how'd you get all those people? It is surreal. Like, I think that, and, and where I want to be is not even here is much, 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 much greater. But what I'm learning is to really be in the now. And before, if you would have probably asked me that question some months ago, I would have responded by saying where I'm not and not really relishing where I am. And that was like a mindset shift that I had to change because I know that God is blessing my business. I know that he's blessing me. Another thing that I had to learn too was just to ask him for the right things. So you know everything we ask him for, he's not just going to give it to us, right? Right, um, right. So I just had to ask him for the right things and not just say, oh, give me a hundred thousand followers you know that's not that's not my ask my ask is show me who they like connect me to the people who are going to help me motivate me encourage me to get to where i need to be connect me to the people or show me the people who are going that i can learn from you know put me in the right courses that is not going to get me out of my money and help me build this and learn about Facebook ads and learn about Instagram ads. I'm asking for those things because I also want the experience and the experience of, of reaching these goals and setting these goals has, has been amazing. Even now I'll tell my best friend and my mom too. I'm like, Oh my God, I got 28,000 followers. Oh my God. Or, Oh my God, this person asked me to, to be on their podcast. Cause I told her about you too. I'm like, he reached out to me and asked me to be on this podcast. And she's like, Oh my God. Right. So like, everything is like I'm just learning to appreciate everything um and that's just where that's just how I feel now I just have a spirit of appreciation and just just like I'm in awe of how 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 much is this is just blessing not only me but the lives of other people um I'm just I, I don't even know like what to say 
That that's amazing. And, and you know what? I'm so glad that you shared that the 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 story leading into that because there's some people right now that are sitting on their gifts and on their knowledge that they feel that well, who's going to want to listen to me? Who, you know, I'm just another person that's teaching this. You know, you started this brand in 2019. I've been around, you know, Instagram and Facebook and social media for a while. And there's a lot of people that teach on personal finance. There is. But as I've told people before, you have people that are assigned to you. You have people that are are called to your voice. So when they hear it, they're going to know that's my person. And some people right now, It was because you woke up in the middle of your sleep and you were obedient to what God told you to where many people have been able to find that extra $3,000 a month in their, in in their uh, income is able to get out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle. There are people that are holding up other people's progress because we refuse to be obedient to what it is that we're supposed to do because we keep thinking about everybody else and quote unquote, that's supposed to be our competition instead of thinking about the people that we're supposed to be impacting. Right. And so I just think it's very important, you know, what you just said. And I really hope that many of you guys caught that because that's a very good lesson for people to know. You've got to be obedient. Something's been like nudging you spiritually saying you, you need to look at this. You need or people have been telling you, you're really good at this. You really need to put some attention on. You really right. do. And and I just I appreciate you for, for, for bringing that up, because I think a lot of people need to hear that. Um, so with that being said, Let's talk about some some this 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 whole epidemic right now of the paycheck to paycheck cycle. Why do you feel with, with your experience that you've had with working with so many people and helping people with you know helping them with their budget? Why do you feel you know why most people are living paycheck to paycheck in in a world that we have right now that gives you so many options to make more money? People are living paycheck to paycheck, and I think for for three reasons, and these are my top three reasons. I think that people are living paycheck to paycheck because they don't know how to manage their money, right? So they, some people, we, we have access to all these resources, but a lot of people just don't know how to do it. So you can Google as many things as you want to, but if you don't know how to uh, break it down, understand it, and apply it to your situation, you, you, do you really have access to that resource, right? So people just don't know what to do and how to manage their money. Um, so that's one issue. The other issue is that a lot of people are buying things just so that they can oppress other people. Yeah. They're buying things just so that people can see that they're, that they're doing well or they're trying to mask some other mind issue or, or what have you. Um, and then so basically they're living outside their means. And I, I, I remember this um, time where I went out with some of my coworkers, we went out to lunch and we all drove in the same car and we were parking and we were going into the restaurant and we saw this lady in a really, 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 really nice car. And um, I don't remember the name of the car because I really don't know cars like that. Let's say it was a Range Rover because I, I think it probably was. It was a really nice Range Rover, brand new. Um, and my coworker said, she has a lot of money. And I said, no. What people have shows you how much money they had, not how much money they have. So a lot of people are just buying things to make it look like they're living this great life and they're either financing it and can't pay the, the, the bills or financing it and can, but not able to kind of save that money or invest that money to actually create wealth. Um, so that's the other thing. We're just doing this for other people. And then the last thing I, I think the reason why we're living paycheck to paycheck 
is because people, they, hmm, how can I say this without, without offending some people? No, let's but, <laughs> go ahead and say it. Let's do it. And so let's say, so a lot of people are, they're pointing the finger a lot right? They're not looking within themselves and realizing that you are the problem. So a, a lot of people say, I hear a lot of people say this and, and on my social media pages, because I, I like to ruffle a little bit of feathers because I want people to think. I want you to dig deeper and really think about the situation you're in and what you need to do to get out of it. So I ask those challenging questions and I say things that a lot of people don't want to say, but a lot of people are saying that their job does not pay them enough money. The real issue with this is that. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say okay. it. <laughs> the real issue is that they don't make enough money. So let me let me just repeat that. If somebody didn't catch on. You didn't catch on. People are always saying that their job doesn't pay them enough money. The real issue is that you don't make enough money. And this is how you have to think about this. Your job pays you what they pay you. What you that doesn't put a limit on what you can make. Mm. Your job does not say that you need to be here and only here every day, all day. You have your schedule here, you gotta abide by that. But outside of those hours, you could do what you want. Sometimes you have a clause in your in your in your contract with your job or whatever your in your employment that says you can't work for the competition or you can't do this and that. Okay, that's fine. I won't do that. But you make what you make. Nobody has no, there, nobody puts that limit on you. So you can get a side hustle. You can start your own business. You could do whatever you need to do to make some extra money. There's so many businesses out here right now that allow you to pick your own schedule, like Uber, Uber Eats, DoorDash. You got, what is it called? Roof, where you can babysit yep. um, dogs Ship. and walk dogs. You have all these companies that are, are creating are coming up and popping up just so that you can make extra money and be able to supplement your income if you don't make enough. People find excuses. And while you're so busy finding excuses, you're running away from the real answers. So I think that's why we're living paycheck to paycheck because, because of those three reasons. Wow. And, and I agree with you 100% on that. I agree with you 100% because I feel that as you said before, we've got way too many uh, opportunities out here with just your phone. You download the Uber app, throw, throw up some information, your car, your insurance, and you could literally be making money that day. Um, we live in a society right now, Clarissa, to where you can literally wake up with no money. And if you got a little bit of gas and a phone with some internet, by the end of the day, you should be able to come home with at least $100. I mean, it's the truth. You got shipped that you can go and just grocery shop for people. You've got Uber where you can take them around. You've got Uber Eats where you can go pick up people's food who they've already paid for it, and they're gonna tip you. Um, so there's so many opportunities, just not to mention, you know, there's just little things that you can do in your mind. Like one of the first things that I did uh, whenever I was trying to get myself uh, into a better situation um, financially, when I was, whenever uh, we, me and my wife had first got married was, I went and um, I went on Craigslist um, free uh, part where they basically give you um, where they basically, you know, people list stuff that they just want to give away for free. And I would go through and find stuff that looked halfway decent on the picture. And I'd say, hey, when can I come and get it? And um, I had a friend of mine that had a truck and I would use his truck and I would go and pick up this stuff. 
And at the apartments I lived in, we had like a little bitty storage area that each apartment got. And I would store that stuff in there. Then I would turn around, take pictures, throw it on Craigslist with a price, and I would sell it. Stuff that people gave me for free. <laughs> so, you know, there's too many ways that that we have out here to be able to make money. It's just that, like you said, you know, people just, they complain about what someone else is not giving them versus, you know, working towards uh, what they can do to go and get something that doesn't have a cap on it like your nine to five does. So I think, right. yeah, I, I think what you said is important. I think with me, I've always had the mindset of like a hustler though. And I know everybody's not born with that because I have some friends that are like, I'm just not that person. Like I'm not the person that's going to go and build up a website and start doing this and doing that. And sometimes you don't, but I think that's a really good story to say, like, you know, you, you, you just went to pick up something for free and resold it. Like, it's that simple. Like you don't need, it doesn't need to be that complex. You just need to figure out something that you can do with the resources that you currently have and just put it, put it into, put it into use. When I was a kid, right? <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to sell, and this is very, very silly. I used to sell leaves to other kids on the playground. And <laughs> these was literally leaves that were on the ground right around me that they were standing next to me buying them. Wow. I used to sell leaves to kids on the playground. And then I, I employed my cousin, uh, one of my favorite cousins, and he, he and I would sell leaves to, to kids on the playground. And we would go and we would get the big ones. They were 25 cents. We'll get the small ones. They were 10 cents. Sell out all these leaves and then take the money and go down the street to Exxon, the gas station, and go get some, some candy and stuff or some snacks for lunch. Like, when you, you have to have a, a determination to want to see yourself succeed or to want to do something. And then if you are just driven by that, you could do anything. And that's really kind of where the, the, the brand of the Budget Queen came from. I really just have this idea in my head that I am going to try to reach as many people as I can to help them with their finances. And I'm going to make sure that I do that by any means necessary. Like, there's no excuse. There's always an option. Wow. And, and it's the truth. And it's the truth. And, and so, I, you know, I'm a statistics guy. Most people know that I really love um, whenever I'm speaking on any topic or whenever I'm uh, teaching something, I always like to bring statistics, factual statistics, not personal ones, uh, because there's a difference. But, uh, you know, Career Builder did a um, did a survey back in 2018 and they surveyed uh, over uh I think it was 50 million American workers and 78% of workers in America live paycheck to paycheck. 78% yeah. that make, uh, that make between um, 50,000 and $150,000 a year live paycheck to paycheck. That is insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane to me because it's, it, it's a lot of money. And again, I know that, um, or excuse me, I'm sorry, that, that statistic was wrong. 28% of workers between 50 and 150,000 uh, live paycheck to paycheck, but 78% of workers uh, have debt that causes them to live paycheck to paycheck. So I guess the survey, what they were saying is that 28% of people who don't have a lot of debt live paycheck to paycheck because they don't know where their money's going. But 78% of the people that live paycheck, <clears throat> excuse me, they live paycheck to paycheck, live it because of all this debt. 
What is your take on this debt epidemic that we have to where debt has become so glamorous? Going back to what you said of, you know, people are using debt to leverage to basically paint a picture that really isn't true just so people on the outside gets an idea of what they think the inside looks like. Okay, so the way I have a I have a different take on debt than other people. Um, that's because I'm not one of the uh, debt free. I'm not a part of the debt free community because I do have debt. Uh, it, and that's a longer story that, that we don't have time for. But I think that there is good debt and bad debt. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, I do, too. Right. But some of our some of our debt free community people don't feel that. Way. Right. They feel debt is debt and you should not go into it. But I, I'm just not that person. I think there's good debt and there's bad debt. And the good debt is the ones that is really going to acquire to help you to acquire investments and it's going to generate income for you. Right. And then you have right. the bad debt is where you're trying to just buy stuff to kind of appease your lifestyle, right? To kind of show off to other people. Things you don't really need, you just want them. Um, and, you, and you use that money or use whatever money you have to get things that depreciate an asset. So this lady with this really, really nice car, yeah, the car is really nice, but I don't care what you do to it. It's depreciating. I don't care what you do to it. So you can, you can put more stuff on it, but even after that, you, you, you could get a new engine, you could do this, you could do that, but it's still depreciating. Nothing that you do is going to kind of increase the value of the car really. So I don't think that, um, that debt is a horrible thing. I just think that people need to be able to manage that a little bit better. First, you need to get out of it as much as you can and then learn how to set up a budget and that's going to help you get out of debt. And once you do that, you can figure out what you need as far as like um, resources and information to get investments and, and, and to acquire, like if you want to buy a house or a rental property. For me, the, the type of investments I like to do is, is rent is property um, because you can see it, you can feel it, you can walk inside of it, you can spend a night in it. <laughs> you know? right, right. So I like that. So if you want to buy a house, you know, and then rent it out, then, then do that. And yeah, you'll have a mortgage on it, but the person living in it is paying that mortgage and a little bit of their um, rent that they're paying to you is, is going in your pockets or paying down another debt or paying for where you live or whatever the case is. So um, I think people also just need to learn how to how to manage their their money in general. And debt is a really big part of that, because yeah. some people just think that I'm going to I could pay for it later. I had this girl in my DMs, actually, literally this was yesterday. And she said that she doesn't she, she makes enough money, um, but she doesn't have money to pay for herself. So I said, honey, you don't make enough money then. If you can't pay yourself, you don't make enough money. Yeah, you don't. Period. And, Right. So she said that I'm using my credit card to fund, um, for, to pay for some of the things that I want to, like if I want a new coat, if I want to get my nails done or anything like that. And I straight up told her, like, you should not be using your credit card for that, especially if you can't pay it off right away. You know, yeah. you, you couldn't be using your credit card if you don't have the money to pay for it. That shouldn't be the reason why you use it. And she said, you know, her response was like, oh, you're partially right. And I'm not oh. going back and forth with you. I'm not partially right. I'm all the way right. Yeah. It's not being cocky. It's just, if you don't have the money to pay for it, the silliest thing that you can say is I'm, I'm going to use my credit card because I don't have the money to pay for it. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not getting it for free. You're just postponing the time that you got to pay it back. Anything can happen in that, that short period of time. Let's say your job forgets to, well, not, not forget. Let's say, let, let, yeah, let's say somebody forgets to press a button and payroll don't go through. You don't get paid. 
and you were banking on that paycheck to pay that down. Now you're accruing more interest, you're getting a late fee, all this other stuff is happening just because you wanted to go get a coat. Like it sounds silly. That's 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 true. And, you know, um, another thing is, you know, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but what you just said kind of reminded me of what happened where um, that uh, payroll company out of New York called Mr. Payroll, um, they were siphoning, they siphoned over $70 million of several companies that were their customers direct deposit and the CEO rerouted the money over to his overseas accounts and, and left. This was uh, this was back in September. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Look up Mr. Payroll is one of the largest payroll companies uh, in the East Coast. Um, they siphoned over $70 million worth of direct deposits that they were doing payroll for for several companies throughout the United States. And he just decided that they think he planned it for a while, but he, he finally got everything in order. And one pay period, he siphoned all this money and moved it over to his accounts. So no one got a paycheck from any of these companies that were customers of his um, because he had siphoned the money. And these businesses, some of them were businesses that were tight on money. So they had to figure out how do we pay our people and you know try to get our money back. And some people went weeks without that paycheck because they did not have the, you know, the companies were trying to figure out how to pay them. Um, so the, the, these kind of things are happening now. They're not scenarios anymore. They're real. This was yeah. seven. And I'm looking at the article right now, $70 million in one pay period, Clarissa, a two week period, $70 million was siphoned from many companies that were supposed to go to, you know, hardworking, you know, individuals who work their 40, 50 or 60 hours a week was transferred over to a different account overseas and they did finally find the guy's name was michael mann they arrested him um but they still don't know where the money is wow wow that's this was life just september of this year <laughs> that that's life changing that's not a inconvenience that is like life changing yeah some people because you live paycheck to paycheck that means you can't go without getting another paycheck if right. you miss a paycheck you can't pay your rent you can't pay your mortgage. You can't get food. You probably can't put gas in your car to go to work. Like you, it, it, it's a, it's a big thing. And people don't understand. Like if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you need to figure out something to just get you out of that. Because any one little thing, and it, it, it doesn't even have to be something that you do. You don't have control over it. Something can happen that you don't have control over that can cause you to lose your whole house or for you and your kids to be living outside in the box. You like people need to take this seriously. They do. 100%. I agree. So I want to read one more statistic to you real quick. And I want to get your opinion on it. Almost 40% of American adults, which uh, makes up 227 million people do not have $400 or more in an account to access in case of an emergency. What is your take on that? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> My take on that, I, I recently created a, um, a webinar for this particular thing about emergency funds. And the reason why I have is because I get so many questions about it. And I ask people, people always ask me like, oh, do you do things um, that, do you talk about investments on your blog? Do you, do you, you know, do you teach people how to invest and things like that? And then I say, well, that, that's part of what I want to do. 
because I'm starting out. I'm trying to build, you know, my foundation information first, which is budgeting. Um, and then I'm going to branch off to that as well, because that, you know, that that brings the whole package together. But I, I asked them, one, do you have a budget? Some of them say yes. Some, a lot of them say no. And then even if they if they say they have a budget, I ask them, do you have an emergency fund? And then some people ask me, what is that? And a lot of people say they don't. And that <laughs> you 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 have to people have to, you have to have an emergency fund. Most recently, my car was just being really like, it was, it was being really, really loud when I pressed on my brakes. I'm like, I probably just need new brakes. But here it was, it was something else. I don't know a lot about cars, um, but I had to pay 500 and something dollars. I posted it to Instagram, 500 and something dollars for the car. Now, if I was living paycheck to paycheck and, or if I didn't have an emergency fund, that really would have cut into my bills. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't be able to pay those things. So I created an entire workshop um, webinar on like what, what is an emergency fund, why you need an emergency fund, things that happen. And, um, and that's just the most recent thing that happened. But I, I really got into the whole emergency fund thing and I, I'm an advocate for it because back in, I think it was 2008, um, I got into a really bad car accident. I just bought a brand new Toyota Yaris. <laughs> it had like a mile on it, like the test drive that I did. It was wow. brand spanking new. And um, my daughter was not even one at the time. And she and I was with one of my friends. We went to the laundromat or whatever. This is when I was living in the hood. Um, <laughs> my daughter's in the back seat. My friend and I was sitting in the front. We took our seatbelts off. You know, you're sitting in the car talking, so you don't need to have a seatbelt on. It's parked. Keys are out of the ignition. We're sitting there talking, and a stolen car comes from behind, hits me from behind. My car flies up the street and around the corner. And brand new car. So I have, I have, a, I have a loan on this car. I'm paying, what was it, 300 and something a month for this car, and then insurance or whatever. And one, my daughter was really, really, she was hurt. She stopped breathing. Her brain was swollen. She had blood on her brain. Oh she was rushed God. to the hospital. Like, it was so bad that they left me at the scene to rush her to the hospital. I had to walk down the street. A stranger put me in, my, in their car and drove me to the hospital to find my daughter. She wasn't even one. And this is my first child. So I know nothing about kids. I know nothing about nothing. And I'm like, where's my daughter? How are they going to know she's mine? Like, what's going on? Is she okay? And because of, because the, of the accident, I had gap insurance, thank God. So I'm an advocate for gap insurance too. Yeah. But what happened was you gap takes a little while to pay to pay the car off. They yeah. don't give you a check right then and there. I had to go three months paying a three hundred something dollar car note because I'm I'm I don't play with my credit and I don't pay I don't play when I owe people money. Um because I don't play when people owe me money. So if I owe a company money, I'm gonna pay you. So I had to go three months paying this car. Not only that, I had regular bills, three months regular bills. I couldn't go to work at the time, so I wasn't getting paid. I, I had to be at the hospital with my daughter for weeks, and I needed. I had to, like, had a three thousand something dollar emergency fund, and it covered everything, and I didn't have to worry about anything. So it is so important. Life can happen at the blink of an eye. Sitting in a car parked and got hit by a car without my car even moving. It's so important, like I am the advocate for emergency funds. It's so important to have one. Start off small, start saving $5 at a time, save your change, you know, do something 
start selling candy. Like I did that as a kid too. Like you need to do whatever you need, whatever you can to make sure you have at least a thousand dollars to $1,500 saved somewhere just in case something happens. 100%. 100%. So first of all, man, this has been a great discussion today. uh, Clarissa, Uh, for the people that are listening Can you tell us a little bit about your services um, and how you can actually help the people who are listening today and even the ones that uh, that will come into contact to this later down the road? Um, I have a lot of different services and just avenues for you to kind of soak up the knowledge that I have. Um, I have a lot of freebies, things that I just give out. You don't have to do anything for um, that I offer. I have. Uh, email courses. So if you don't really, you're really on a tight budget, my email courses are about $15, $17. You can sign up for one of those, learn how to budget. Um, so basically I break my information down that I have to offer in different, um, you know, price points for people who may not be able to afford, uh, you know, like my budget coaching program, which is $197. But if you do want to create a budget and you just don't have that much money, you can get the $15 course that'll give you a lot of information um, but that's for people who can learn on their own. They don't get overwhelmed with it from, they don't want to get overwhelmed with information and they don't have a lot of money. Um, I have things such as like bundles that I'm selling now. If you need a little bit more in-depth information, you need specific questions answered. Um, that's around about 40 something dollars. Um, I also have like one-on-ones and, and coaching programs too. Like I just mentioned, that's if you need one-on-one help and you need accountability. So we know ourselves best. Nobody else knows us more um, besides God, but nobody else on this earth knows us more than ourselves. And if you know that you can't do this, unless you have somebody walking you through the steps, telling you what to do, checking in on you, then that would be the avenue that you want to take. So usually when people come reach out to me and say, you know, I need your help. What do I do? I start asking questions. And sometimes I don't put them in the most expensive package because I know they're not going to thrive there. It's based on what you need. So take what you need, but just, you know, or take something, just take something. Um, but that, that's the coaching programs, the one-on-ones is for people who may have a little bit more money to spend. They need specific questions answered. Like, this is how much I make. This is how much my husband makes. This is, you know, what we're spending. They have specific questions that they need me to answer, and they just need that one-on-one help and accountability. So I have a lot of different things going on. Um, you can check it out on my Instagram. There's a link there. You can go to my website, budgetqueenblog.com, and find out the other things that I'm doing. Okay. All right. And um, one last thing. Um, if you could give someone who's stuck in this paycheck-to-paycheck cycle or someone who uh, does not have an emergency fund at all and have just heard your, your story about what happened with you and your vehicle and how you had to pay on it, even when you didn't have it for three months, what piece of advice would you give them to motivate them to do something to get unstuck and get out of that paycheck to paycheck cycle? I would say start with a budget. Besides getting my break the paycheck to paycheck cycle ebook and the build <laughs> how to build an emergency fund, um, I would say start with a budget. It all starts there. That's why I'm the budget queen because I know that's the foundation to to being able to succeed in your financial journey. Whatever that financial journey is, whether you want to be debt-free, you want to buy a new house, you want to buy a car, whatever you want to do, you need a budget to start off. Um, and I think everybody should at least start there. And, and it's as simple as just writing down how much you, uh, how much you make, writing down um, how much you pay in expenses, and then doing the difference of the two. 
and just really uncovering kind of where your money's going and where it's coming from. And that's just the really simple way to creating your, your first budget. Okay. All right. Well, Clarissa, thank you again so much for joining us today. This was a very, very great episode. I think this is going to bless a lot of people um, and it's going to open a lot of people's eyes. Um, one more time, just for the people in the back, can you tell everyone how they can connect with you? Okay. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram at budget queen underscore blog. Um, again, that's budget queen underscore blog. And you can go to my website, which is budget queen blog, uh, com, And that's how you can connect with me. Or you can email me at info at budget queen com. And don't y'all be sitting up here just emailing this, this, this woman and expect her to answer all y'all questions each and every day. Y'all need to go out there and, and find, she's got plenty of products out there to help. So don't be sitting up here trying to, you know, take all her free time and, 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 and take it for yourself. If you see something on her site that you feel is something that's going to help you level up or get to the next level, invest in yourself. That's the main thing that you have to do. It's not always about having the right answer. Sometimes in order for you to do something, you got to invest into it. There's things that I value that I've invested into more than something that was given to me. So make sure that you're investing into yourself and that you are uh, supporting the movement as well. And uh, make sure you guys give her a follow on Instagram. She has very good content. Uh, awesome graphics, by the way. And uh, you will actually learn something. So make sure you go and give her a follow. Hit her up if you got some questions, but also make sure that you're investing in yourself in the middle of that process. All right. So Clarissa, again, I can't thank you enough for, for joining. Is there any last, uh, any last words you would like to say before we, before we get out of here today? No, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me this platform to kind of reach some other people. I just really appreciate it. That's just the objective. I just want to make sure that people, even if you don't buy anything, just know that you need to find this information somewhere um, and just kind of figure that out. But it's easier when you have somebody to help you, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, it's important that you, you start that journey because nobody else is going to figure it out for you. You're the, the author in, of your life and you need to make sure that you're writing out your, your story and doing it in a way that's going to help you uh, make money, save money, and just live the life that you want to live. So that's all I got. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, Krista, thank you, guys. thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. For everyone that's listening, as I always say, if you're committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, everybody, make sure you go out there and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.